0: Hi, everybody. My name is Sean Shaler. This is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. We have two very exciting episodes, or maybe not. I don't know. You'll have to watch and find out. Two exciting episodes to talk about today from Avatar The Last Airbender. We are in Book 2 Earth, and we are over halfway done with Book 2 Earth. That means we're over halfway done with the series, which means at some point in the near future, I'm going to have to watch that (laughs) stupid movie, because I keep promising Chris I'll do it after Season (laughs) 2. It's going to happen. I'm not looking forward to it, but it's going to happen. But before we get to all that nonsense, Chris, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I am doing fairly good. Nothing else to really add on to that.
0: <laughs> I, I suppose it's not like if it was bad news, you would add it on. So I suppose that's good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No news is good news in this case. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you do have some news. You have some late, uh, some recent videos up on the YouTube
1: yeah, my most recent one is avatar related. It's uh, a avatar theory on if the avatar can fly, which I, I think that question is answered because in Crossroads of Destiny, like when Aang uh, lets go of Katara and he opens up his uh, his last chakra and he goes into avatar state, he is like legit floating, levitating in the air, you know, without bending the elements. So I just explore why that may be um, and how the avatar could fly and pretty much what the reasons are and what the uh, applications would be. I haven't
0: watched that one yet to be honest, but as long as we're like not being those people that are going to distinguish between like flying and levitating, which I don't want to do. I'm totally in agreement. I think he can absolutely fly (laughs) at a bare minimum in the avatar state at a minimum, but I'll watch the video. I'll give you my thoughts. I have a feeling I'm going to agree on this one. (laughs)
1: good cuz my next video that I'm working on because I I, I sort of I don't really do a good job of it. like oh we'll catch the this video where I do this but some parts of this video is going to influence my next video which will be a core versus Aang, breaking that down on who would actually win in a fight that could never happen at all but people like to debate you it you
0: are just going to yeah. anger all those all the facebook mm-hmm. group fans you're going to make them all mad chris or half of them yeah. at least you make at, half at at mad. At. You're, you're going to make me well, mad when, won't. You're, when you're wrong and you're taking your
1: wrong or, opinions up there on the YouTube. Or, or or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll surprise myself because we've talked about that before on who we thought would win between the two. We do have different opinions, but when I go into like doing videos, I tend to go in with one mindset, and then through research and everything, more than half the time, I come out with a different uh, mindset. I come with a different conclusion.
0: Is it sort of that's like having I... a... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Oh, no.
1: I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's, it's sort of... I was going to say that's why I'm the objective geek, you know? I it's... try to put my own... Um...
0: I picture it like having your own sports team where... So, like, you at the Lakers, and so you can see uh, through certain points in history, and you're a fan of the Lakers, and you can see why the Lakers are really good. Uh, but then when you start diving deeper into the Lakers and what makes them good start to uncover some flaws and weaknesses uh, because you're very close to them and so it's kind of an interesting dichotomy of like, I know why this team is good but I know enough about them to know why they may be not. That might be a terrible comparison but I find myself doing that with KU Basketball all the time of like I understand why they win games but I also understand uh, what teams should probably try to do to beat us and I feel like that's the same way in some of those videos that you're talking about when you start with one mindset and then you dig a little deeper and maybe you change your mind or at least see something different,
1: but oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's also more like, it's also kind of related to like the, you know, science fair doing the scientific method of like our hypothesis and then the other, whatever sits methods. are.
0: There's other steps in there, but all I know is yeah. hypothesis research hypothesis, theory,
1: research, <laughs> skip steps, yeah, it's a bit like that. theory, conclusion, net steps i um, we we'll have got to look some grade it grade
0: school science teachers that are so proud of us right oh now. yeah they are listening i'm yeah,
1: sure i hope I'm miss sure. yeah, I hey. hope Ms. dean doesn't listen to this or i hope she does she's really cool you know she's uh she's, she's actually a friend of mine on facebook now nice but uh yeah
0: i have a few grade anyway. school friends on facebook as well but i doubt they're avatar fans but whatever another
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll
0: convince them someday yeah uh i will i'm looking forward to that video <laughs> I promise I'll watch the flying video, even though I could probably say I agree with that one. And... It's a
1: fairly short video, too. It's like four and a half minutes.
0: Did you also say, uh, did you mention you were going to go see It this week? Is that a spoiler to say what movies you're going to go see in a given week?
1: Uh, No, no, it's not a spo- uh Yeah, I'm going to go see It, and I'll actually get my wife to go see It with me. Or we'll go to Endless Shrimp together. Not sure which one.
0: Is Endless Shrimp at Red Lobster
1: on Fridays? It's Well, it's uh, so they do it once a month. <laughs> And they, not once a month they do it one like one time out of the year you know it's like a promotion it usually starts the first tuesday after labor day and goes until like mid-october somewhere around there so nice and I, and I love endless shrimp
0: you you don't strike me you don't strike me at all as a as like a horror movie guy. like you're too level-headed to me for that but i'll be interested to see i know you've done a couple of Gosh, I wouldn't even call it like Get Out. I like, would like a psychological thriller, maybe more than a horror movie. I don't know, but anyway, I'll be interested to see your It video. Yeah, I've never read the book or watched any of the movies, but I didn't I, either. I I have seen other people review uh, the It movie and the mini series and all that stuff, so I'll be interested to see your take on it. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoy it uh, because then it yeah, won't hopefully. feel like a wasted trip to the movies, and that's always exciting. Um hey, uh, I made a video, go watch it. It's probably not that exciting to most people in this crowd, but you should go watch it. But more importantly, in the future, um, I have dedicated myself to, I'm going to find some of the Avatar video games. Most of them are not great. Uh, The Legend of Korra Platinum Games one that we've talked about before on PS4, Xbox One, Steam, and you can't even get it anymore due to licensing issues. Honestly, Hmm. that might be the best one. Sadly, and it's not bad, yeah. it's just that's kind of a low bar. But in the future, okay. looking forward to maybe making some videos, reviewing some of those individual games. I think there's three or four on consoles, on some older consoles from Avatar, and it'll be fun to play them and review anyway. So getting some video editing practice up before I take those on. Wanna make sure those aren't garbage. <laughs> Hold true to the high quality set by our the quality standards set by our podcast. And then finally, there was a little, uh, we're going to call it news in quotation marks, maybe more of an interesting tidbit. I'll go ahead and I'll pull that, that thing up here, that website, about the live action Avatar series. So what do we got here? There was, you know, I'll let you explain it. You'll be able to explain it better than I can, but it sounds like people making pitches or making a bid to do some of the visual effects for the live action series.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, I think, what it is without – I'm 95% sure what that is. Um, so, yeah, so there's a couple of different um, VFX they've seen. And this information, um, you can get it straight from, um, straight from Instagram. I forget the guy's name exactly, but he is a <laughs> – Yeah, it looks like they've he's, been he's,
0: removed from here, but maybe on actual uh, <laughs> Instagram if you go to whatever that guy's name is.
1: Anyway, yeah, you know, he's a martial arts uh, instructor. Um, and also, he's a choreographer. He's done some choreography for Luke Cage um, and a couple other shows. Wow, weren't we just looking at this? They were just removed?
0: Yeah, uh, anyway. they, well, it must have been fairly... I know I saw some of them earlier today, but it's quite possible yeah. that they were removed when I pulled this up. Hey, that's kind of a cool picture, though, looking at Ozai's. Yeah, so
1: yeah, so they did a couple different scenes. Um, they did one of Ozai's throne room, which is kind of suspect because, um, because well, it's not, I'm not gonna say suspect, but we know we don't really get into that throne room that much. We don't ever see Ozai on that until season three, and I think they'll still hold to that. Um, but the guy in this uh, who's on this Instagram is going to, you know, um, I won't say apply for the job of Ozai. but That's not the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Audition audition for the uh, the role of Ozai. I don't think he'll get it, but he stays on the audition for it, so good luck to him, I guess, although he's not who I would cast in that role. Um, and they also did some things over in, in um, to look to be the Southern Water Tribe, and they also um, kind of did a scene to where, like, Katara and Sokka, and they have stand-ins for all these people. These are not the actors. These, this isn't even the clothes. It's just things to stand in. So that's not how the show's gonna look And those aren't the actors um, That was but, probably the
0: most interesting part to me Is that you do have these stand-ins That themselves I want to say there was a couple of them that were Noted as actors but literally like, And that gets me excited but then I, I'm yeah, not familiar girl, with this With this sequence at all but it was interesting to me is like no these aren't the actual actors They just are actual actors That we're just gonna use as yeah. like paperweights For a few minutes
1: like that girl has an imdb i don't know who she is i looked her up um earlier but she does have a legit career <laughs>
0: and that that surprised me a little bit you figure they're going to do something like this they just pull in some strangers and throw on the clothes and be like all right make this katara affects people yeah but uh i've yeah. never at least i'm very unfamiliar with this so it was it was very interesting for me to learn at least in this case how some of it's working
1: yeah um and the scene in the southern water tribe one Bit of di they so they ran they ran through a scene. The one bit of dialogue that I found striking was there was a scene of Katara and Sokka um, like on an iceberg or fishing or something. Very similar, it's reminiscent of the first scene in the in the series of them two like fishing.
0: I would assume that's and, something related to this yeah. movie, but
1: yeah, uh, but in this scene that they drew up that they've um, practiced to um, and did the uh, testing for. Scene goes like Katara and Sokka are out in a belt, and some Maruders, Marauders, whatever it's pronounced, um, starts to like come at them and attack them, and Katara accidentally waterbends at them, and like this is the first time she's bent and Sokka's like, "You're a waterbender," and that is fairly vastly different from the show. That's like a hundred
0: percent different from how she
1: <laughs> figures it out in the show. Yeah, from the show, she's always been a waterbender, Like, and she, but she just it's terrible at it. But you know what? If that was the case, honestly, I wouldn't mind this change. It just adds uh, a little bit of different change and maybe a little bit of different change in Katara's character. That she discovers this new thing about her. Like, not only would she discover this new self in her about herself, but she'll discover Aang. And you know that would probably entice her even more to go on this journey. It's this I don't think not it only a... that
0: much. It's not why we're talking about it at all. But it's funny you say. It. It's like in my mind, she wasn't even. Discovering it about herself, whereas like she was hiding it, like she's been practicing it in, in secret, and then she like instinctively lets it go at these marauders, oh. and she wasn't playing. Oh, okay. So I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things that like it's totally pointless to talk about, mm-hmm. and yet I love
1: trying to think about it. You know what though? <laughs> let's let's talk theory on the. VX let's talk theory <laughs> about
0: something that's probably may or may not be real in the show at all or not.
1: But I could I could see story wise that happening right because. Uh, Katara wanted to hide herself knowing what happens to waterbenders in the Southern Water Tribe when someone finds out about them because Fire Nation came down raided them, wiped them all out took them out to camps and stuff and also Katara's mother was taken from her village because she said that she was the last waterbender of the Southern Water Tribe maybe before, um, I think his name is Shinron, Shinron? I, I think it's no the person who killed Katara's mother before you know, he comes in there. Like Katara's mother tells her, like, don't let anyone know about you. Don't let absolutely anybody know what you can do. So then Katara maybe keeps that secret,
0: and not even That's selfishly for her. More of like, yeah, I can see her being deep enough to, or or conscientious enough, just for the sake of the village, trying to keep a secret. Yeah, and then these marauders, yeah, sneak and also as like instinct.
1: Yeah, so. So, uh, so there's some theory for, for something that's not going to probably happen. There's our
0: theory uh, for something that is of itself theoretical.
1: Yeah, <laughs> take that, um, science teachers. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think there was any much other news. But it is, you know, I'm just happy to see you know more and more information or just more activity and action around the series. I think it's fair I think to say that, that
0: any news like this is is good news just for excitement and oh yeah it's yeah it's still a ways off but just that reassuring oh it's it's happening it's coming it's real yeah, it's I read more somewhere
1: real. yeah I read somewhere that they you know Netflix wants this to be their Game of Thrones I mean I've said that before but I haven't seen it written in any in any article anywhere until recently.
0: They're Game Brandy, of those Thrones in be... the
1: uh, in the like
0: ticket seller way, not in the lots of uh, lewdness. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they family <laughs> friendly. This yeah. their Game of Thrones. Less murder, or at least less on screen <laughs> murder. Maybe more genocide, but less on screen murder. <laughs>
1: let's, as if this is some scientific equation. Let's increase the genocide <laughs> by twenty percent from Game of Thrones levels. Decrease, decrease the murder screen by... time
0: of, of murders and genocide. That'd be great. Yeah, And then just for a f- <laughs> just to uh, make some parallel, when those dragons, when the dragons finally show up in the series, which is the best part of the series because they're dragons, and they'll just waylace to like an entire Fire Nation village, they'll start taking some artistic liberties with the source material, just like Game of Thrones. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> just kidding. That's ludicrous. It's very exciting. Either yeah. way. in any news that's not bad is is
1: exciting. <laughs> and hey, yeah, uh, yeah, know? that's it. I think for the for the news, I don't have anything else really. That's a cool. Show. I wish I had that good of green screen lighting in my in my room here. But um, I once thought about getting green screen. And I was like, ah. Right, I, like I do. Showing
0: off. I have one, toilet. and I even have it set up so that it can hang here behind yeah. me. It's just that the lighting is so. Uh, it's so poor in here, um, and I'm not good at like handyman stuff at all. So I don't have the
1: means to equip. No, just get your just get say. yourself. I use I use a uh, like a just a lamp from Walmart. You know, just a standing. I've lamp. got two lamps here pointed straight at me,
0: okay. and I mean the shadow on the walls rough. It's not horrible, but uh, I need I would okay. probably need maybe two more lamps, like one on each side behind me, kind of. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I I need new lights in here regardless. I just can't do it myself. Uh, but I have a green screen ready to go, so I you know. I don't know what i do with it, but it sounds like fun either way. And that's that's uh, all the news and nonsense and unrelated things or semi-related things I can think of. So without further ado, let's get into the episode, which is, excuse me, it's actually two episodes. And again, like last week, they're not uh, necessarily paired together, so we are going to review them separately. They're not like a continuation one after the other, but they were aired on the same date as a one-hour special for whatever reason, I'm not actually sure because these two don't really even fit together all that well. Yeah. But yeah. on on my DVD, I believe it is called "The Journey to Bossing Say." Um,
1: really? But on the on the Blu-ray, it is called um, "The Secrets of the Fire Nation."
0: Yes, and I don't know why that is. I thought "The Journey <laughs> to Bossing Se sounded better, so I put that on here. I don't know why. I just I thought it sounded. I More think, accurate, I guess. Like the secret. I think. Of the Fire I think Knight. it what,
1: does. Because what, the first part has nothing to do with the secrets of the Fire Nation.
0: And even the second part doesn't have a ton to do with like yeah, secrets of the Fire not, Nation. It's not. It's not
1: a secret. They're no, just attack. It's,
0: it's pretty. So, they're I very, picked the boss very obvious in their purpose. attack.
1: is not a sneak attack.
0: I saw, like, I picked it because it's what I saw, but then everywhere online, like, when I'm searching it and looking for pictures, and nowhere, like, recognizes it at all. It's like, did you mean Secrets of the Fire Nation? I was like, no, that'd be a stupid name to call this. <laughs> oh, hey, that's the name they call us. Anyway, we're calling it The Journey to Boss Thingsay because I think that sounds way better, but it probably also goes as Secrets of the Fire Nation. What it is, is episodes 31 and 32 overall. Um... 32, 33, excuse me. And then that's 12 and 13, a book to Earth. Serpent's Pass and The Drill. So we're going to start with The Serpent's Pass, which is... <laughs> Sorry, I just saw those emojis I put by Suki and Jen. That's <laughs> fine. I can't hide my feelings very well, and I'm in control of the PowerPoint. I apologize, Jet fans. Chris, go ahead. Right. Talk. Walk us so, through the
1: episode here. So before we get too deep into the episode, so the episode... I was so confused the first time I watched this episode at the beginning of it, because like they're just having a they're just like frolicking around this this uh, water area and like Angus swimming and he looks like fairly joyful. Like I I thought was like did I miss something? Like this app ep- this doesn't belong here. Because uh, because previously on Avatar, Ang was pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Like there was tears and there was anger. There was all these emotions of just sheer outrage. And here he's just like water bending, making a nice ice of himself. Katara does a big splash in the water, and they all laugh about it. And then, uh, and then Sokka does bring up like, "Oh, but well, we we gotta travel to mm-hmm. to uh, the Fire Nation. We gotta get maps, and we can't do it on Oppo so we can't." <laughs> so then that brought things back. Back uh back down to earth. But still, still it's a weird good time. Yeah, I still I still found it to be like a weird Aang being that happy type type of deal. I expected him to be emotionless because he because you know, as we see throughout the rest of this episode, that he that uh that he's scared of of being that emotional for what he might do. Um but to just like go and complete 180 and be happy. I just thought it was just a weird. It was just Weird to me. Anyway, it occurred
0: to me till now, but yeah, it does feel a little out of place emotionally. It's like, yeah, like a misstep almost, or out of sequence.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so get to Boston Say, they need to go through the Serpent's Pass. At least they think they do. They meet some refugees, and they're like, "Oh no, we're just gonna take the ferry," and uh, <laughs> which is the easiest way to do that. And then, they, fun uh, fact: according
0: yeah. according to the internet, sorry if you already know this, and I'm like just boring you. Uh, this family of refugees is the family that Suko thought about robbing in yes. Suko alone. And yeah, I did not is. know that until I was looking on the internet for some pictures. But I thought oh, that was cute, I knew that. Cute, cute tie-in.
1: I had no idea. It was very exciting. No, that is was good. Um, oh, and it's, we have to say that uh, this is a group of refugees. It is a couple, and the lady is pregnant. So that is very important to the story. And, um, and so, yeah, so Aang and the team tries to get them onto the ferry, but they can't for some reason. They um, lost their passports is, or had them stolen. Yeah, they, yeah. and that, like, that came out of nowhere, though. Like, that's convenient for the plot.
0: The plot, um, like, it needed <laughs> them to know about the Serpent's Pass. You know, maybe playing into what you said earlier about the watery splashed around part also, it's almost like they had five minutes to fill, and they just weren't quite sure how to do it. Cause like you could have easily gone to the ferry first, saw this refugee couple lose their passports and then have some crazy old guy with a crazy theory. Like you can take the serpent's pass if you're brave enough or something like that. But it's almost yeah. like they just had some time to fill.
1: Um, but they yeah. had
0: to go to the ferry at some point to move the plot along. With
1: yeah. That. Which that, that stuff at the ferry was interesting running into uh, trying to get passports and stuff. And uh Aang seeing <laughs> Aang seeing, pulling the avatar card again because Oh yeah, he that. hold on, let
0: me click back to that, that opening picture there. This yes, one here uh, where he's like, like uh, I've seen
1: on the Adelaide's avatar. Like, I've seen twenty avatars today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love this one where it's an avatar but he's got a son. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah, know why it cuts
1: but, me up so much. But so go back to that. Oh, so sorry. I've watched the series. Yeah, I've watched the series at least. Fifteen times. Yeah, I mean, I've always told myself, you know, I'm I'm fine with the with the lack of black people in the show because the show is very diverse, so I don't have to be in everything. But today, I was like, wait a minute, wait, have I missed this black kid this whole time? Because this kid clearly looks like a different pigment pigmentation than all than everybody else.
0: Well, at least I'm that's like, true oh. to that's like true to Air Nomad setup too, right? Like, not necessarily <laughs> biological families as much as. Um, I don't know, which were like nurtured families instead. Uh, so that's kind of true to the role there, other than the fact that the yeah. Avatar, you know, has an Avatar son.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought it was astonishing because I've never seen a black person in this universe before. Like I've seen, I mean, I, and he might not be black. He could just be a very dark person uh, what what <laughs> like, information we they... have to go off
0: of which is this exact scene right here he looks pretty black to me yeah but you know yeah, eh, yeah. that's cool way to go avatar way to keep it diverse
1: Man, <laughs> yeah, i mean you could say that you know you can say now they have pretty much everybody
0: mm-hmm. right because i mean I so. there's
1: i mean the i don't know exactly how the uh foggy swamp people but they clearly have a redneck accent
0: yeah, well, and just in general, it's like even if they don't have a um, an in parallel, that's that's perfect. It's like they just do a good job of representing uh, broad yeah. characters. But yeah, yeah, those guys definitely got some hillbilly accents. I know hillbilly accents. Those guys <laughs> are killing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> they uh gets them off very. Yeah, because she has her passport because she's a Beifong, and they're very very rich. And Beifong, you know what that's really interesting? Because it goes back to Kiyoshi novel, which this isn't a spoiler, but the Beifong show up. They do command really, really high respect and authority to anybody. So that makes sense that even 400 years later, just, you know, her name and her passport can get four people onto a ferry.
0: I just love seeing names I recognized other than Kiyoshi in that novel. Like, the, again, that author just does a good job of, like, like hooking you in with just enough real feeling tie-ins or that like beating you over the face with it. Um, and that's just a small example.
1: Yeah. And then they run into Suki and uh, there's a nice reunion there with Suki and Sokka, which I think is the best part of this episode. I can um, everything that. else, everything else I don't think is as good until we get to the probably the last like three minutes of the episode. Uh, but I really love their dynamic here. Um. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where they're at. So they can't take the serpents. They can't take the fairies because those people lost their passports somehow. Even though that's like the most <laughs> important stolen, thing you need.
0: I think they said stolen, but yeah, it's like it just yeah. That whole uh, first yeah. five minutes just feels a little uh, a little clumsy. I guess we'll say or fillery. Maybe I'm yeah.
1: not sure. Yeah. Uh, so then on the B plot, Jet is back you know what i jet jet gets a lot of hate i like jet you know? jet does
0: not get a lot of, everybody loves jet i'm really? the
1: only person that you think hates every- jet he's sure i feel i'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people hate. so he only jet. gets a
0: lot of hate on this podcast i feel like the rest of the internet loves <laughs> jet i i don't know i
1: don't know i'll, I'll have to i'll have to ask people well, but, that'd be
0: good. That'll be a good group question. I don't know if I have enough Twitter following, but maybe between the two of us, we can throw out a poll and say, <laughs> uh, "Jet love hate question mark." That's yeah. it, Just a quick yes or no. And I think yeah, you well, be. I think you would be surprised at the lack of people right, that hate him as much as I do. What's
1: uh, what's what's your guess on percentage wise of people who hate Jet? Uh,
0: fifteen.
1: Fifteen, really that low? Fifteen okay, percent
0: of like, this is important. Fifteen percent of people who would actually take the time to vote on a Twitter poll—that is, in and of itself, <laughs> a a uh, a certain group of people, a certain uh, not a demographic, a certain psychographic of people. So, fifteen percent. What of that if I
1: did, What if I did a Facebook poll in on one of the Facebook groups? Because I feel like there's going to be
0: more. Maybe twenty. I'll give you twenty on the Facebook
1: group. So you think twenty percent of people? will say that they hate Jet. Uh,
0: in a yes-no forum? Yes, just yeah. 50, yes, 50. for or again. Yep, uh, I'll say 20%. Okay, I'm going to say 40%. 40%, 40%, 40% percent
1: 60, hates 40, jet. 80, 20.
0: I'll, I'm very interested. Yeah. We'll have to do this. Uh, we'll, we'll throw up a Twitter poll, maybe a few Facebook yeah. polls. It'll be fun. Or it'll be disappointing. You know what? No, it won't be disappointing because <laughs> either I'll be right because uh, my percentages will be close or I'll be validated like, oh, yeah, other people hate Jet, too. I'm being silly. It's fine. <laughs> and then I'll feel better knowing that people hate Jet. This
1: is a win-win for you, I guess. Anyway. It is. It is. Uh, it's like
0: it's like betting against your own team, kind of. You either win money or yeah. you win a game.
1: True. Uh, all right. So Jet is on the, uh, the ferry, right? Yeah, he's on the ferry. Mm-hmm.
0: They're already sitting around and...
1: there. Yep. And he is with a ferry? Yeah, he's on a boat, I think, to get on to the ferry and to boss things. So anyway, yeah, he's on a boat. Um, and he meets up with Zuko and Iroh, and together, um, you know, Jet Jet kind of sees some potential in Zuko, probably because he has a burn on his big old huge scar on his face. He's like, oh, that guy has been done wrong by the Fire Nation. He's like, He could be a freedom fighter. And Jet's also, it's more a note, has turned around. He's he's going good. He doesn't want to if he even feel like he wants to atone for his maybe not atone, but at least not a uh, uh, fresh to- start, yeah. Yeah, fresh start. Cuz I don't think he's like, "Oh, I got to make things right." It's more like, "Oh, I should, you know, just want a fresh start on things." And you know, I think he does have a really good conversation with Iroh about, you know, how people can truly change. Um also, love the moment with Iro is like they're on the boat and uh he's like returning to Boston and say the place of my greatest military failure. Oh, he, he says, I never thought I'd return to Boston say the place of my greatest military failure, as a tourist.
0: He has <laughs> <laughs> a couple of good moments here, where like you also mentioned, uh, Jet makes that little speech about people can change, and I feel like I don't remember if he says something or if he just like gives Zuko a look, like, see,
1: he's definitely, yeah, he's he, he says something and he gives Zuko a look, like, see, Zuko, like, oh, we're right, we're on the right path yeah, here. Good. But it's yeah.
0: worth noting I, that the only reason that Jet's even like over by them is because Zuko is like whining about food or something in like classic Zuko fashion. Uh, like yeah. whining about whatever scraps they're eating. And then Jet comes over. He's like, Captain's eating like a king. Yeah. And that's how they bonded <laughs> over complaining about food, which I can get on board with because I complain about food uh, constantly. So I'm pro that. Way to go,
1: guys. Yeah. You know, and I I really like where Zuko's at right now. He's so, as a character, because he's so, like, lost. He's so on the fence, of I think, of, of being on the right track of turning good. And then, you know, and we know what happens eventually. But I just like that Zuko, of, he is just... He's not even tormented right now. He's just, like, he's contemplating life.
0: I think <laughs> right he's, now. Very, he's very human in the sense that, uh, like all let's say, like most of us, uh, you can see like the the wants to be good, so to speak, uh maybe it's not all the way there yet or whatever, but it just it feels very real uh very palpable in the same way that like I think a lot of people genuinely want to be good, even if we uh, you know struggle to show it all the time, and that's what it feels right here, yeah starting to get those vibes,
1: yeah, and together they go uh steal some food from the captain that night, and everything goes according to plan and We'll just finish off Jet and Zuko's story here. <laughs> um, yeah, just as
0: well. It's a, it's a smaller yeah, it's story. A, it is
1: a small story.
0: Not a bad one, just small.
1: Yeah, so eventually, uh, you know, Jet tries. He gets to go to join the Freedom Fighters. And supporting now the smeller bee is like, nah, you don't even know him, Jet. He's like, I know he didn't get that scar from Waterbender, which, first of all, he could have gotten that scar from Waterbender. Waterbenders can make steam. Why can't he, Why couldn't he just get... <laughs> Why couldn't a waterbender put steam on someone's face?
0: I don't know that what frost is very frostbite scar looks like, but, you know, it could have been... Whatever, Jet, stop jumping I at mean,
1: conclusions. I mean, he most he most likely got it from a firebender. So uh, but... just
0: resisting the urge to say, Jet, you moron. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to say it because he was right, so whatever. Yeah.
1: Uh. I mean, if you found a lava bender, he could have got it from that, but that probably would have killed him. Like, lava touching your face. <laughs> how just... do you contain
0: lava to such <laughs> a small portion without splattering, nonetheless? You know how lava also, splatters.
1: It would, have, it would have to just, like, touch, then come off. Like, <laughs> enough on there. It's just like, you're just two-faced at that.
0: Point. Well, if you two-faced it, man, he would have melted half of that thing for sure, though. He would have he looked yeah, more like yeah. two-faced, really.
1: It would probably would have melted to the bone. He would, he would be dead. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah.
0: Oh well, it's not the time for it. Whatever. I already started. I bought the Batman, the Mask of the Phantasm, and Sub Zero, uh, like duo DVD. It's like four dollars on eBay.
1: Yeah.
0: For the for the two pack of the DVD, and I couldn't resist because those are both yeah. tremendous. Uh, I guess made for TV hour long. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, no, Mass,
1: Massive Masok Fantasm was released in theaters. Oh, I did not know that. But within well, like falls within was,
0: the like falls officially within the animated series chronologies. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, it
1: was originally man, we really sorry. anyway, it was originally supposed to be like direct to TV or home release. Um they did like the opening theme of it, which is really good. Like it goes through the city and everything, and then some higher producer was like this looks amazing. We should release this. And so they released it over like Christmas in nineteen ninety four, nice. I think. But during that time, Lion King came out and Batman, <laughs> Massive Phantasm did not do well in theaters at all. Which it's fine. It didn't, it wasn't made for theaters, so it's like whatever money they made from it probably Just made bonus, up for it. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's yeah. sad because Lion King's like one of my least favorite, not least favorite some of the most overrated <laughs> Disney movies in my opinion. So it makes me a little sad to see <laughs> Uh, see it beaten out or beating out Mask of the Phantasm. I know far less yeah. about Sub Zero, other than I think again. I think it's a an hour long. I don't know. You, there again, I don't know if it went to theaters or anything, but it's this hour long special that is highly regarded by myself and the internet. Four dollars. I did get to
1: it. see. I did. Yeah. I did get to see Mask of the Phantasm at theaters like a year ago. It was like his 25th anniversary release, um, and it was really good. Uh I it was really a joy to see it on a big screen. Like it was really cool. Excellent.
0: Well I, sorry for the horrible tangent, but I'm extremely excited. <laughs> it should be in the mail any day. I'm really ja- I'm really jacked up about it.
1: Uh okay, so back to uh so back to
0: the actual thing that we're supposed to yeah, talk about. yeah oh, My bad.
1: Yeah. The- <laughs> so Iroh gets some tea, some of the world famous tea from Bossing Say, and it is cold tea. Um, at that same time, Jet is asking Zuko to join his team. And even Zuko, he doesn't turn him down like hard. He's just like, you don't want me on your team. Just uh, him being very honest, right? Like, I feel like he was respectful there. And then uh, then he just pretty much like, like, no, you don't want me. And then Jet notices that that tea was cold at one point, And then Iroh, and then it was hot. So he's jumping to conclusions here that Iroh is a firebender and hence, Zuko an is a firebender. It could have been. Could have been Could have been a waterbender. Could, bender, could, water could have been a lava bender or earthbender.
0: Uh, I yeah, you heat up the cup if the cup has like uh, earth. Bender yeah, if the thing. cup is clay. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it could have been Jet. You moron, <laughs> Jet. Twenty percent of people hate you. <laughs> or forty. Twenty we'll, to we'll forty percent of out. people, hopefully. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry jet people it's, it's all right it's it's me it's not him i i like i like jet uh also do, so hey, is that in this episode though is that in the second episode of this group i think uh... the t part on that might be in the next episode um they mm-hmm. they kind of run together i watched them all at the same time yeah. they're all down at the same time it, whatever it's a continuation it's a continuation of the no, no, same this episode.
1: Plot it has to be the episode. Yeah, episode. you wrote it down so anyway um, so yeah so now Jet has um, some uh, conspiracy theories about them and he watches them and I you know I'm committing Jet for that because he's like the Fire Nation are trying to infiltrate the Earth Kingdom <laughs> like <I> almost <laughs> I almost feel like you know that uh, it's always sunny conspiracy theory meme mm-hmm. where he's like I, it frequently. I feel like that's Jet yeah <laughs>
0: Um, and it is pretty so astute cool. observation in this sense, so whatever.
1: Yeah. Alright, uh, back to the gang. They're trying to get through the serpent's path. It's a very narrow line of thing that looks like a serpent, but also there's a huge serpent there, so that's also why it's called serpent's serpent there's path. There's
0: an actual dragon that comes out of them. Yeah, that's a bad place for that. That was a spoiler yeah. when I showed that previously. But um, <laughs> this is a sequence that when I take notes about it, it feels really long, but it actually all happens really fast. There is this narrow path that kind of winds through the water, and you're walking along it. But then, like, there's a certain part where it's gone, so Qatar like bends the water out of the way, and Aang goes through the bubble. Like, there's a lot of things I wanted to note, uh, but then when it happens in the in the episode itself, it's all very quick. Um, and then there's yeah. even, like, a Fire Nation that, a ship that shows up and starts lobbing bombs and stuff at him, too. Like, and it just, I don't know, kind of catches you off guard. You're not prepared for it this time. You're just waiting on what you assume. Even as a kid, you're, like, waiting on a giant sea monster to come out, I think. Maybe yeah. not. But it seems like you kind of are.
1: Yeah, I, I do enjoy the fight here because, like, Katara and Aang try to fight off the Serpent um, I really enjoy Katara's bending here. Like she's grown so much. Like she's makes like a quick surfboard, and she's just like bending huge, freezing the serpent. That was really cool. Um, and I then
0: the creativity <laughs> come out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Before that, she does make like an ice bridge, and Toph does not want to cross it because she can't see. And eventually, Toph gets like pulled into the water, and she can't swim because of course she can't swim. And Sokka, Sokka says, "Alright, am coming, Toph," and Suki beats him to it. And she saves her. Nagorstov is like, Oh, Sokka, you're my hero. And she kisses Suki.
0: It's pretty cute. And
1: yeah. the
0: basis of a theory probably from Chris Ford in mm-hmm. another YouTube video you should go watch. No, I don't know. I don't even remember if you mentioned that part, but it's cute either way. Yeah. Oh, I mentioned it. Yeah.
1: Excellent. And the Is Sokka Suyin's father yeah. video.
0: Go watch it. Uh, tag right up over there, probably.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somewhere. Um, yeah, and then I love her reaction of like once Suki says, "Oh, it's me," and then Top is like, "You can let me drown now." <laughs> I think that's just great. Awesome.
0: Whatever is whatever. Happy accident. It's really cute. Um, on yeah. thinking about Katara, and I'm just, uh, just sort of musing. I don't really have a point for this. When she's creative, I think that's impressive because uh, surely there's like an element of of confidence needed there. Of like, uh, for the surfboard example, I'm gonna do this. And I'm just going to assume with some confidence that I'm doing it well enough that it's going to work. And I'm not just going to be jumping into the water right now. Uh, Cause like where else would she have tried that or learned that? Like, that seemed like a sort of uh, gut reaction, creative solution. And you got to believe that it's going to work before you make it work. I, I don't know. Maybe, that, but I think that's why it impresses me is that's what it feels like. It's more than just creativity. It's like confidence and creativity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So then, then they beat the serpent. Or the Fire Nation, like yeah, they throw it a... No. I can't anyway, the how serpent... they
0: dispatched the Fire Nation ship now that I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I don't know. No, I think it just went away. Anyway, it was just strolling um, by. Maybe the they, serpent they beat scared the serpent. it away
0: actually. Like it strolls on by and then the serpent pops up and then the ship maybe kind It does happen
1: elsewhere. later on in the series. I can't remember really sure now, on. but
0: Anyway, nothing bad happens from the fire but, relationship.
1: Yeah, They beat the serpent. They cross the serpent's path. Uh, but things still aren't done. The lady's about to have a baby. Tara delivers the baby. Which I think is just some you know great... A little bit of great comedy there of Sokka passing out yeah, and everything. That was good stuff. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I am just going completely over the Sokka-Suki uh, stuff. Um, they do have one really great moment where... They have like a just a little personal moment where um, where Saka's like, you know, I lost somebody before, which is why he's so protective over Suki. He's been so protective over her in this episode. And then she's like, you know, I lost somebody too. You know, they didn't die, but I met him, you know, some time ago, but only for a couple of days. And, uh, and Saka's like, is he taller than me? He's like, eh, it's about your height. Is he better looking than me? He <laughs> is, you, you dummy. <laughs> And then they share a moment and they may almost kiss, but Saka can't kiss. And if you look in the background, the moon is right in between them. Um, and it's, it's, you know, the moon is Suki. Uh, not Suki, the moon is uh, Princess Yue. Um, also, the scene works really well because before she gets there, <clears throat> you can see the cloud changing in that scene. And I, the cloud moves right over at that point when she gets there, the moon, the, the shine, the brightness of the moon is shining on them. Um And then later on, after they cross Serpent's Pass, they have another moment of Sokka being like pretty much kisses her and everything and they have a a nice nice moment together.
0: Yeah, Sokka, you play her. It almost it did make me mad again when she brought up she's like, Yeah, I met him for a couple of days. I was like, That's right, you guys barely
1: know each other, you monsters. Grow up kids. God I know, right? (laughs) Like, gosh, people complain about (laughs) Korasami. yeah this is way worse oh my goodness
0: um but yeah it's very touching and i I gotta be honest it's it's pretty brief in both instances so i'm not gonna lie it even slipped my mind here and obviously i've been taking notes but cute impactful we remember why we like suki Suki because she's very strong and active throughout the entire episode very glad to have her back
1: yeah for this even this short beer of time. um and then, you know, they have the child, and there, there's a some great stuff going on with Katara and Aang also. So it's kind of like a lot of, a lot of relationships happening here. Um, Katara notices that Aang is, like, just void of emotion, and she's like, I don't want you to lose hope and everything. And Aang, Aang is just really down this whole episode. He's like, at one point, you know, before I get on the surface path, it says, like, abandon all hope. Aang, do, Aang says some type of bending terminology is like hope is an illusion something like that which is like <laughs> such a it's
0: really depressing
1: yeah uh, and then uh, then at one point Katara tries to get Aang to hug her and he's just like thank you Katara he just like leaves like he doesn't want he, he's so empty right now he doesn't feel like he can express himself to anybody um, but then he goes in there he sees the baby being born and he cries, and I love this moment, because it's just Aang like, realizing like what's important in life and everything. I love that moment. And then he says to him, like, you all, you've all, I've been going through a lot of stuff, um, but you've all made me hopeful. And then the mother's like, I know what I'm naming my child, Hope. So love that moment. And then I love when, um, and then they're all like, hey, guys. Aang is like, I got to go do this thing. They're like, yeah, we all get it. We'll see you in boxing, so because Aang can move a lot faster than they can, honestly. Um, I just love this moment. Like the music is so great. Like Ang is just flying up the wall of Bossing say. and like the music is just hitting you so impactful. It's like yeah, Aang's gonna do it. And then it completely turns to like oh uh, no, there's the drill. I got to do more stuff now.
0: It's a shame the drill's in the way too because it's pretty epic-looking view over the Earth Kingdom landscape, and you're just coming off like a yeah. real emotional high. So it, but then. I do know, it does a, a really nice job of the drill doing exactly what it's supposed to do, which is like instill fear and infuriated frustration. It's an interesting scene. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I think that's pretty much a wrap on.
1: Uh, on that's Service all right. Bass.
0: You want to go to some ratings? Yeah.
1: Let's go to some ratings. My ratings. I love the visual. I uh, gave it eight. I think I just really love the use of the moon, I love the fight with the serpent. And there's a couple other things that I really liked in there. Anyway, that got an eight. Story also got an eight. I really like the thing is, some of the story, um, I feel like the first 15 minutes, maybe 12 minutes, isn't that impactful. But I really enjoyed the last part of it. Um, everything with Aang, everything um, with Saka and Suki. Really enjoyed all of that. Um, as for memorable, this is not that memorable of a, not that memorable of an episode for me. Like there's not like a, a moment that I'm just like, oh yeah, that moment I always gotta watch that moment. like when I was watching this episode, I was I wasn't that much into it. like I enjoyed it as I do most avatar episodes, but it's not that memorable for me so it gets a six out of ten. brings me to a 7.7 7 out of 10 respectable score
0: uh, audio visual all the things that you said i just felt maybe more strongly about them i guess um uh, especially again i know it's a serpent but it's a giant water dragon and that's always positives for me no but there's a lot of different scenes and a a lot of different great music here in some highs so even at 8.5 i thought i might be undershooting it a little bit but 8.5 story um it's not a great story but it does i mean it's kind of interesting it stands stands alone uh, the side story, the B plot, is not super impactful, but it's entertaining at least. It's an eight. That's that's good. No high, no low. Memorable, same thing. Uh, if you said, "Hey, Sean, do you like the Serpents Pass?" There's probably a good chance that I wouldn't really remember the things that happened in the Serpents Pass at least without some context. Like at least without thinking, "Hey, Oppa's gone." And Iroh and and Zuko are also on the boat to Sa- Bossing, saying like, if you didn't tell me those things, there's an okay chance I probably wouldn't even remember much of what happens in the episode, outside of the lady being like, you're like the 27th thing I've seen today, or whatever she says. Like, outside of that moment there, um, so memorable seven. I honestly maybe a little a little low on audiovisual, a little high on memorable, but it all weighs out. 7.9 brings us to a respectable 7.8. That seems pretty appropriate, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice, nice standalone episode. Nothing, nothing spectacular, but you probably nobody. I doubt anybody skips it or anything like that. No, no,
1: you can't skip it. Really. Uh,
0: <laughs> that brings us to the next episode. And this beautiful uh, visage that Ang sees from the top of the walls of say is called the drill. That what?
1: Yeah, and I don't. Yeah. So the drill picks up right where the previous episode left off. And and um yeah, pretty much Azula and her gang are trying to penetrate the walls of ba Sing Se with a big giant electric drill. Mm-hmm. And so if you go back to the uh, the Northern Air Temple episode with the mechanists or the machinist mechanist, I think the mechanist I would
0: say machinist. Yeah. I actually don't know though. It's one of those words I read, but I don't know if I ever had to say out loud.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think you pronounce it either way, but I think they call him the Mechanist. Um, anyway, you can actually see the uh, blueprints for the drill in that episode.
0: Oh, I didn't realize so that. So he was That's working kind of on a the, cool callback. Yeah. But. So he yeah. was doing it. They had to hopefully finish it on their own. You monsters. Yeah. Would have been f- kind of funny if it had like one flaw or like they only finished like three fourths of it and they didn't get to the end or something like that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because that that uh that same Fire Nation General, who seems to apparently be the Fire Nation general of like technology and stuff or war machines, um, he was in that episode and he's in this one talking about like, oh, this is a great Fire Nation achievement and body body blah. Um but yeah, so then Aang goes to the top of the wall and tries to get tries to help out the the earth nation generals and then he keeps saying like it's called ba Sing say which means the impenetrable city it's not called nasing say which is the not impenetrable city i'm not sure <laughs> if that's a real <laughs> translation
0: and i love when ang fires back about uh about iroh getting in or whatever and they're like yeah but he was we got rid of him really quick
1: yeah <laughs> I like how it was tough,
0: right? Yeah, that's right. It wasn't Aang. It was tough. Oh, yeah. this is this is a good tough episode here, actually. Yeah, this is a good tough episode.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, <laughs> then Mei and Tylee are sent out to uh, take care of the Earth Kim soldiers, and they chi block them, and they come back. So they all figure out who's there. Katara figures out that oh, May and Tylee are here because that's how. They've they've been cheat blocked before as well. Um, oh, was was Jet? Yeah, I mean, I watched these back to back. You said Freedom Fire, Sea Fire. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I kind of take up. the notes as I go, so <laughs> I think it is in this episode. I think they they kind of get off the boat in this episode, and this is where Jets, because we don't be we, right. we don't really get a B plot here. You just kind of get that moment, and then some like Jet paranoia yeah. afterwards, and now Smellerby's kind of on the other side where he's like. Hey, I know I told you not to trust him before, but maybe now you're being stupid, like the other side. But I kind of take notes chronologically, but I could be mistaken too. It, it all I mean, runs together. Be, there's a reason right. we're reviewing these episodes yeah. together. It's
1: yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so now Team Avatar is trying to go. I feel like not that much happens in this episode. Like it's just all like action, there's not that much. Character stuff here. I want you so to, to finish, me, but I'm going to that...
0: build on that point just a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, so pretty much, what I just said, there's not that much uh, character moments. There's just a lot of action. Um, the team pretty much goes to the drill and try to take it out. I do love where you're going to go ahead and build off of that now, or
0: if you don't mind, just because. So I, no, agree, go ahead. I agree that like not a whole lot of big things happen, um, but this episode has. Like, uh, and not it's not a bad thing, or maybe it's not a good thing either. It has a really weird amount of, like, fine detail in a way that we don't get in other episodes, other than maybe, like, other Sokka episodes. But I really like how they... He, Sokka knows he needs the schematics to try to decide how to take the drill out, because they're convinced yeah. that they can't take it out on their own, which I think is stupid. If you have a bunch of earthbenders, and the drill is on, like, wheels or tracks, go ahead and just, like point it up <laughs> <I don't... laughs>
1: well, well what was happening was like the way the drill was constructed like it kept like breaking up the earth <laughs> and so like you couldn't earth bend from under it <sighs> but anyway
0: man I don't know I feel like they could have done something but whatever it does build up to the point that like there is a lot of sort of finely crafted detail like they break a small piece so the engineers have to come and they take out the engineers just to get the schematics and then <laughs> yeah. even how they, so they start dicing all these internal, uh, light girders, like support beams and things. Um, mm. but even that, like, I feel like you could have gotten away with just, Hey, we do a bunch of these and then the fight moves outside because of other causes, but no, it's actually very intentional of like, Hey, this is taking forever trying to water bend and cut up all these girders and stuff. And Ang's like, Oh, right. You only have to go halfway and then I'll deliver the final blow from up top. And I guess it's like a lot of detail that wasn't needed, but was, to me, kind of cool that it was in there. It made it it feel very finely crafted instead of sort of, I don't want to say lackadaisical, but like it's a kid's show. They could have gotten away with cutting up these girders and then Azula chases them up top and that's where Aang delivers the blow. And like, it still would have worked fine. So it does feel like not a lot happens because not a lot does, but um, a lot of interesting pieces to me that I don't think we always get in such... I keep saying detail. That's the only word I can think of to describe it. No, no,
1: I think I think it's fitting. Um also part of that might be like the previous episode, just gotta take up some time. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: true. It I mean
1: um, I was like, oh, we, we need we can't have them solve this issue so fast. <laughs> so what you know, what what steps they gotta take to get here. Even little things uh, that like buying... I didn't
0: even notice, like breaking up the ground so you can't earth bend it from underneath, like, hey, we gotta make this drill a little easier. Harder to stop just to take mm-hmm. up some time in the episode, uh but again, just another uh another yeah. detailed piece <laughs> I didn't even pick up on necessarily.
1: So, yeah, in, yeah. Fact, in fact, there's yeah, there's a lot of steps. It's like all right, Earth Kingdom soldiers goes attack, they get attacked. um Katara and Aang and Sokka and Toph go in there. Toph can't go in. Toph does go in there, and it's just oh, there's a lot of steps and when they're tunneling underneath lead it. Up. And yes. God,
0: I forget how it goes. I'm gonna screw it up, I know so, I am. But they're telling totally underneath I, I, it and Sokka's I, like, yeah. I can't see anything. And you know, I was like, oh no, it must be terrible to not see anything. <laughs>
1: the, this has been some peak tough comedy. Yeah,
0: we're getting a good tough now. We started with bad yeah. Toph, uh, but oh but yeah, I think we're move, getting a to Good Toph.
1: I think I think once Aang blamed Toph with Oppa getting kidnapped, it was a uh, I was completely in Tough's corner at that point. Like she, she just be starting to come slowly and more and more. Um, well, even before that, because she had that joke about not being able to <laughs> that joke about seeing the yeah. library. Look!
0: yeah. Uh, well, maybe yeah. maybe the Oppa thing though is sort of like an emotional investment. Like before, she's part of the team, but she's still an outsider. But now, uh, like an emotional debt of even if she knows she didn't lose Oppa. She still probably feels a bit like a lost alpha, so maybe like an emotional corner being turned there yeah. of how she's interacting with the team.
1: The thing is, so I have a head head canon theory that I don't think anyone can really disapprove. Um, that she does feel at least some blame for that because she couldn't send Ben, right? That was the whole issue. But in the episode, I think Ember Island players, um, she makes like that sandcastle castle Sing Say. Right? She makes the sand castle a bossing say, like it's very detailed. It's pretty much like she even makes a little Earth King and little Bosco. She couldn't do that before, so I think she's been practicing her sandbending because she felt that much guilt. Like now she can master sandbending.
0: I feel really dumb. I think I know what it means, I just have to confirm. When we use the phrase headcanon, that's that's you filling in the gaps in your own brain with certain things, right?
1: Um... that's how I describe headcanon of like I don't I don't uh, uh I don't um do my to me headcanon is yeah you fill in the gaps with what you think would happen, but it can't contradict things that actually happen in the show. Like I can't be like, oh my headcanon Zutara is this That's my definition of headcanon. Other people's might be different.
0: <laughs> you say I feel like there's like a time for a mandatory like, hi Jamie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's. I'll have to pay closer attention because I know I do things like that. Well, like, hey, maybe this is why that happened. And it's not that it did or didn't happen, but it just it fits, and it's just what your brain fills in the little little gaps there. Yeah. Okay, uh, that makes sense. I. It's a word I hear and I know uh-huh. you have even used previously. I just never thought to. Yeah. Actually define. They might. They might be different sense. definitions. So she's been that's my that's my, my definition. Guilt and stuff and yeah. Uh, she got apparently very good, and it—I totally forgot it's the same castle. Yeah. I love that episode though. I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. So back to this. So Yeah. So the uh, Katara, Sokka, and Aang infiltrate the inside of the of the drill. They try to take out those pillars, and Saga is like being annoying because he's not doing any work.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> he's just standing behind yeah, Katara, like, like coaching her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is, and it just. It's a continuing thing, also, which makes it funnier each time. Um, eventually, they can't. They just try and make like little cuts in each one that way, um, and can sit down and find a blow from the top. Which just goes what you were saying before of like things. There's a lot of details here, and what I was gonna say and saying that things just keep building on building and building on top of each other. Like they had to get into the drill. They had to cut up. All of these little pillars. Then they had to go to the top and Aang had delivered a blow. Like it was like it was step by step of things they had to do. Um in this in this scenario. It's so a slow build, then but they pretty we much
0: get a, we get a pretty cool ending out of it, so it's cool.
1: Yeah. So then Azula and her gang sees them and you know, kind of fight ensues. Azula and Aang have a fight, which I really love this fight between the two. It feels really dramatic. And the thing about this episode that I think you could take this episode out of the whole series and series would be completely fine without it. You got to
0: move that bit about the freedom fighters and the fire. You got to move that to the previous episode where we put it. And then you can take this episode (laughs) out. I'm just passing it.
1: But this episode still had a lot of like story weight on it. It was like, all right, if Azula succeeds, she will infiltrate and penetrate um, the earth kingdom. And so, even though this episode is fairly inconsequential, it still feels very dramatic. And, you know, this fight between Aang and Azula is a really important one. Like, and they, you know, they go back and forth on who's really uh, winning the match. Um, like, Azula's very skilled. And I love her firebending in this. And Aang uses bending a lot in this episode. She does this one move that reminds me of like a firecracker, like, she jumps over something and she does this spin (laughs) and then she like kicks out fire at Aang. I just really love um, the fight scene here. Two points. Uh,
0: The, uh, you said it's like inconsequential and you said it, I'm just trying to develop the thought a little more that like it is (laughs) inconsequential, but only, well you kind of said, but only because it worked out in favor of the good guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah um so like it could have been consequential it just wasn't and then (laughs) two i do feel like uh it was a very good fight scene i don't know why it feels like azula is a little off her game in in terms of the fight i don't i don't really know why it feels that way it's not like we've had a ton of azula footage to go off of but we've had some and it feels like azula i don't know if we're just like kind of getting a little closer to to insane azula or if it just just how it played out, or there was no reason for it. It feels like she's a little bit off. I I don't mm. know why I felt that way. I, like, I think I, like I think she
1: just be I think she just facing Aang. Like Ang is no slouch, no, and no, he's no. also gotten better at earth bending since then, right? So I think it's just more so Aang being better <laughs> at, at earth bending. Um, so like if this was Zuko, she would have it would be no fight. She could win it without <laughs> fire bending, probably still. Um, but yeah, Aang is still giving her, like he's still the like, he still bend three of the elements, and he uses them all in this fight. I just, maybe
0: it's because we're not too far away from the Zuko alone episode, uh, or yeah. uh, where they, like, it to, sort of all four, it doesn't necessarily take all four of them, <laughs> but like four people fighting off Azula, and so then you get to this episode where he kind of dispatches her on his own, um, and so uh, hmm. i not. Like minor detail, and not even a complaint or a good or a bad thing. It's just a little surprising when I rewatched.
1: Yeah. Also, there's a lot of luck happening here in Aang's favor. Yeah, there's some <laughs> like, fortune. Like, <laughs> like, at one point, like Azula has him, and she she doesn't do like a like she is ready to you know give a death blow. He kind of like wakes up and comes to and blocks it. Um, but then also there comes a time where they're like. Running at each other or something, where the splash just like hits them both, <laughs> and like they both like fly off onto the side. There, like Ang is about to fall to, his de- not to death anyway. Ang is about to fall, Zulu's about to fall, and like Momo comes in a clutch, <laughs> and, and and picks Ang up <laughs> and helps him. And then uh finally, Ang gets the rock. But yeah, so there's a lot of luck happening. Finally, Ang gets gets a rock. He already cut like an edge into the drill. Earthbends the rock to be just like a very nice spike, <laughs> and I really love this moment where he. I do too. It's um, excellent. It's it's and like I said before. They make this episode feel really epic. Like he runs up the wall, and then he you know chops right back down. Like love seeing Aang being an airbender like this. I feel like even in the series, and even in like um, Legend of Korra, we don't see airbenders. As skilled as Aang, especially when it comes to like agility and stuff like that. Um, like we've seen Tenzin do different techniques, but maybe because Aang is just like so small that things look more like that. But I kind of miss it. Like Aang is a really great Airbender.
0: He he is the all-purpose back of avatars. He's good at he's good at the whole nine yards.
1: Yeah, and then he finally comes down on it. And I love how Zula is like trying to beat him to it. And the, the way the her fire blast like just barely misses him. And he comes down and she just getting knocked back like a hundred yards. <laughs> it's, it's a great moment. I
0: love how like you get the full speed run, run up the side of the wall. Like it just, I don't know. Cause I, I think, you know what he's doing the whole time, but there's just an exciting buildup. Like, Oh, he's building up speed. He's going to shoot straight down. I don't know. It's just very gratifying. Uh, his entire strategy to take, to hit his little X marks the spot week's point. Um, Mm. That is very gratifying.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then on, uh, at the same time, Katara and Sokka are down below trying to like push Katara's water bending the sludge into there. And Sokka's like, keep it up little sister. And she's like, would you shut up? And she just water bends them out of the way. And then, uh, and then, yeah, and then, and then Katara. Sometimes Katara could totally be like a jerk, <laughs> yeah. like Ty, Ty Lee some comes sometimes. down. Ty Lee comes down, and uh, and but Katara's like blocking her in there because she's holding up the water. She's like, "Ben, my ch- block. She blocked me now, circus freak. Like, jeez,
0: Katara. Like, I know it's kind of harsh. What is she I'm sensitive not... about that? I Maybe. Mean, uh, <laughs> like... she can be sassy sometimes.
1: She can be like, Uh, I I just want to make a video of like, like,
0: like, uh, like her motherly instincts coming, coming out. Like I'm going to protect my family. Um, and (laughs) that drives her to be a little extra. Sometimes a little hashtag extra.
1: I kind of just want to make a video of like, you know, those videos of like three minutes straight of this person doing this, like just want to make a video of like two minutes straight of guitar, just being a jerk. All the mean stuff she
0: says to people. Yeah. We've, I mean, it it will get a lot of the good ones. I'm sure there's a few more I'm not forgetting about, but we might have already covered most of the good ones in this
1: podcast. There's a big one that I can think think of in season three when he, when she tells, uh, tells, um, Saka that she didn't, that he didn't love his mother enough. (laughs) Mm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Harsh. And to somebody you Mm -hmm. like too, that's, that's too much.
1: Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Um, I just put that last <laughs> point how, in there because
0: it's just more Sokka being Sokka.
1: Yeah. The thing is, like, Team Avatar is legit name, especially in this series and also in the Net series. I think, I'm not sure if they ever say Team Avatar in the Kiyoshi novels or not, but they do. I don't think they say the word Team Avatar. That,
0: like, she has a team. Like, it's a... Yeah. It still fits. If I
1: in fact, they make it seem like every avatar like has a team. Like to be a companion of the avatar is a great honor.
0: And some teams let you become Kurik, and then the Kyoshi novel happens.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> don't let your friends be Kurik, kids.
1: Yeah. Oh, but I did find out. So we were saying before how um, someone, oh, dang it, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, he reached out on on Twitter. Uh, to me, and you. He actually hasn't. He's he's you know. Uh, listen to the podcast, but he hasn't actually hasn't watched or hasn't read Kiel's novel. So uh, I can't so call to...
0: his name. Hey, thank you for listening, though. I, I know we yes. sound like jerks, but we totally aren't. I swear. No, <laughs> yes, thank you for listening <laughs> and for commenting. Uh, it's really cool. Not very often if people reached out to us on on social mediums like that. So
1: thank yeah,
0: you. It really does make our day. It does. Mm-hmm. Just uh, it's cool. Makes me feel famous. I don't know about you,
1: but know. well. Sometimes you say I'm 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 the objective geek of YouTube fame, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not, which I'm still not.
0: As I say sometimes I say fame, other times I say semi-fame, which you know,
1: semi-fame. Yeah, semi-fame. even even semi-fame is a stretch.
0: Ah, you're famous in my book, <laughs> and that's all that matters on this podcast where I control the mouse and keyboard.
1: For some reason, when you said that, it just reminded me of the end of Remember the Titans, where like Yelts is like, you're all Fame in my book. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't make him into the Hall of Fame because he wouldn't do something terrible against uh, Yotes, I think is yeah. his name. Anyway, your Hall of Fame my book coach. I'm I don't such have a, a good did for zone, I I did. Right
0: now it's football season, so that's all I want to do is just mm-hmm. go. You got your final, you got your uh, your. I almost said your final fantasy, your fantasy football <laughs> roster. You got your fantasy football roster set up.
1: Uh, yeah, have draft. Uh, Sunday. I forget who's on my team exactly. I don't have. Oh, any, I got. I don't think uh, I, have uh, I have
0: any Thursday night players, but I'm still uh, excited. Matt
1: Ryan on my team. Todd Gurley, um, Cooper from Cowboys. Who did I draft number one? It was a wide receiver, I think. DeAndre? No. I'm just saying, except well, number it. one. Dang it! Oh, well, I don't remember. But
0: anyway, tomorrow I'm not there. I'm not
1: there.
0: Get it set up. I'm oh so
1: yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> well, that's pretty much the episode. Each
0: episode <laughs> has to have one terrible tangent, and this one's football. Hey, I do have <laughs> I have a head cannon to contribute because we talked about the word, uh, and now I have a use. Is that so? Like this drill seemed like if Ang and the gang weren't there, that it could have been successful like can you imagine if azula yeah. had actually gotten through the wall like just the havoc that she alone could wreak and so you have to wonder like right, it's so close it only didn't work because ang happened to show up at exactly the right place at exactly the right time so like in my head there's like fire nation uh committee gathering of like discussing like this drill was a wasted expense of, of millions of fire nation <sighs> dollars trying to build this technology and then somebody else being like, but we're like this giant political debate of, no, we were so close. It was going to work as just bad luck. Let's just build one more drill. And this time we'll go somewhere where the avatar isn't, huh? And try it again there. <laughs> <laughs> let picture all this, because play- I do wonder, like, it seemed like it was going to work, which for such an impenetrable wall for just like one group in, in this big tank to be able to try to shrek it basically other other than Aang. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I would, I'd have probably gone right back to the well on that one and just picked a different spot, but that's just me. That's just me. It seemed like it was going to work, but anyway, I have to imagine the political and financial ramifications of destroying one massive drill were just too much, and that's the stuff that the kids watching the show don't care about, so there's my headcanon contribution yeah. for today, the, the politics
1: of the Fire Nation.
0: Let's get to some ratings before people leave <laughs> because I talk.
1: Uh, my ratings, audiovisual gets eight and a half. I almost gave it a nine. I feel like I should have gave it a nine, but I, know, I feel like I saved nines for for really really good stuff. But this was like, like really way. really 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 amazing stuff. I give nines to. You know, this one probably deserves nine anyway. Uh, eight I and a half. Happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed the fight between Aang and Azula. I thought that was a huge highlight of it. Um, really enjoyed all the music with it. They built it up so well. They did a great job with the score here. For a story, it gets a seven and a half out of ten. Mostly because I think you can take this out and it'd be fine. Actually I could probably give this a seven. So really my everything will probably end up somewhat even, even though I weigh story more. Uh on to memorable. Gets a seven and a half. The drill isn't I feel like the last five minutes of this is fairly memorable, but everything before that. I don't know. There's not like a single moment of like, it's like oh, yeah, I got to get that moment, but I do love uh, Azula Ang Fight. And gets them to a 7.9 out of 10.
0: Respectable. Uh, audiovisual, 8. I think what this boils down to, all of my ratings and probably yours too, is just it comes down to like 15 minutes of, of slow build up to 5 minutes of, of payoff. I'd say the same for visuals. Like most of it leading up to this isn't really that interesting uh until until the end but still very good eight seven and a half story uh same reasons you mentioned same same concept of you can get most of what you need from this story in the last five minutes and then memorable i do think of this one a lot i think of the drill (laughs) i think of i guess we're I, i think we're starting to see like a turning point of sort of crazy azula um, I do think about like just Fire Nation strategies or like what's kept Bossing say up so long and uh, just all those things. So um, in a weird way, I do remember this episode probably better than it deserves to be remembered, but not a bad thing. Nice flat eight uh, rounds out to a very respectable seven point nine. In the end, both these episodes are, are pretty decent quality. Both the kind I would recommend. Um, even if they're again either one, you could probably make a case for pluck it out stick it anywhere for the most part you could maybe make it work other than the little suko um iro b plot it is fun that they are in the earth kingdom like they in a weird way they penetrated Bossing say finally those two and now asula yeah. is trying to penetrate it in like a military sense i don't know it's kind of a weird uh, a weird metaphorical parallel there that's kind of fun but other than that little side plot you could probably pluck most of this out and Stick it about anywhere i suppose that's it it's pretty good episodes i i'm not sure why they had to be connected other than the b plot running (laughs) over into the second episode a little bit but uh whatever i'd I'd love to hear the reasons if anybody knows why it happened maybe something to do with scheduling or whatever i have no idea um i'd love to know what got these paired together and better yet if you can figure out why it was called the secrets of the fire nation i would also love to know what's it called secret
1: Wait, am I confusing that with the previous one that was called? Was the previous one called Secrets no, of the Fire Nation? No, the pre- previous or was this one, one was
0: The Fury of Aang. Which, you know, makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're right. No, this one was called Secrets of the Fire Nation. Um, basically everywhere but, like, my DVDs. And yeah. I, I don't know why. There, there's no Secrets of the Fire Nation revealed at all <laughs> other than a secret drill, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So, hey. Twitter knowledge, uh, Twitter verse. If you know, I'd love to hear. I'd also like to hear in poll form whether or not you hate Jet, but that's a simple. We'll, we'll build that poll and get clear answers. Um, Chris, any any final thoughts on this grouping here? We're we're kind of coming on the home stretch of the
1: uh, two. These these were uh, these were fairly interesting episodes. Yeah, it's I could. They're not my favorite of them, but they have a couple of really great moments. Um, but uh, yeah yeah. But the, the second episode <laughs> of the drill
0: it. is uh, we get some great maybe it's more memorable too because we get some great soccer and great tough moments uh, where the episode before maybe not so much you kind of get distracted by Jet and by that B-plot and uh, the family of refugees hey the family of refugees uh, shows up in the second episode here in the drill as well I don't remember what but it's like Iroh interacts with the baby or something on the street or, or on the uh, ferry on I the f- thing no no it's when they get into bossing say Iroh and Zuko cross paths yeah with the ferry. well they're on
1: they're on a train they're, on, they're train, on a train
0: on the train yeah and he like waves at the, the ferry I yeah. kind of forget how it goes but they show up again Wait, no, which is just, I don't know it's just yeah. a nice
1: they show nice up. they do show up again later on in the series no kid. yep like so I guess I, I can tell you they show um they show up in episode one of season three interesting
0: i'm sure they do like a flashback i'm kind of hoping that i remember i'll be proud of myself (laughs) um it's just one of those things that's like maybe there's meaning behind it of creators trying to show like hey it's a small world and everybody's human or maybe it's just a thing of like hey we've already got these people created let's plop those models down there one or the other hopefully a little both.
1: Yeah, I could see some story-wise things on around that. Like, oh, hey, they represent them trying to leave war and the refugees and everything, but they couldn't escape the Fire Nation, no matter how hard they tried. Yeah, but That's sure. what that's what they're representing in that episode. Like, they're showing a flashback of Azula. Um, like, they're in the Fire Nation. Azula and Zuko are returned back heroes. Um, and they do a flashback to bossing Se when they take it over and take down the wall. Like, there's a image of that couple with their baby of being like frightened like there's nowhere safe to go anymore yeah
0: well like I said just a nice tie in of like uh, showing how close in proximity everybody is together right now Um, so yeah it's kind of a cool tie in so next week I think we will go back to a regular single uh, single episode I believe I'm trying to remember City of Walls and Secrets and that one probably deserves its own Uh, its own look, its own take, but we'll probably have something else special tacked in as well. Uh, We'll do some other kind of topic add-in, and that'll be next Thursdays. I think from here on out, we're going to try recording Wednesday nights, putting out Thursdays around noon. If anybody is like actively waiting for these, that that would be very (laughs) flattered, and you're probably not. But if you are, uh, Thursday on YouTube around noon Central Time. And... Yeah, we'll give Wednesdays a try for a while on recording. That's really all I got. Chris, thanks for coming to hang out. As always, uh, really looking forward to next week's episode. Now that I remember what it is and I'm remembering more about it, mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. So I'm looking looking forward to it. Spoiler alert. That's all I got. I say that's I all got We've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. As usual, an hour and 20 uh, minutes, uh, about 40 uh, minutes worth of television. That's That's plenty. That's good. Yeah. All <laughs> right. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening in. Uh, Come interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. Let us know how you feel about Jet and the polls. And we will talk to you next week. See you later.